0: Please turn in your Bibles tonight to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, and verse 36. Last week, during the morning service, we we looked at the naming of Jesus. The ceremonial things that He went through as any other child would go through, the purification that Mary went through, the sacrifice that was brought because of Jesus, and then the presentation of Jesus before God. And then we found out how Jesus was presented before God last Sunday night and that was at the temple. Joseph and Mary took Jesus to the temple. And meeting them there at the temple was a man of God named Simeon. Led by the Spirit was Simeon, who was there no doubt by divine appointment. And he he went to the baby Jesus He didn't exchange pleasantries as we would see it here with Joseph and Mary, but just took the Christ child up and said, I have seen thy salvation. There was a very special promise for for him that he would see the Christ child before he left this earth. Now, we learn of another godly saint that was on that scene as Jesus was... Presented in the temple. And this was a woman named Anna. And all we can know about Anna is what we learn right here in this portion of the scripture. She was a prophetess. So she would surely be telling of the experience that she was having here with seeing Christ. Anna's father's name was fanuel the same name that Jacob gave the place where he wrestled with God, which means face, face of God. It may be that Fanuel lived his life in such a way that that it was as though he was face to face with God in his walk with the Lord. We definitely can see that in Anna's life and the kind of Christian that she was. She truly walked with the Lord just as we talked about Simeon doing so last week. But Anna's name means gracious. We conclude uh, by a few things said about her that this is a woman who was truly devoted to God. It's included here that Anna is in the tribe of Asher. Why, why is that included? Well, if nothing else, northern tribes of Israel had made their home in the homeland of the Jewish people, we learn by this. You know, and between Simeon and Anna, these were two very devoted, very faithful children of God, and they witnessed the salvation of God manifested in the flesh by way of Jesus Christ. You have a man of God here and a woman of God here, and they are two that were particularly led by the Spirit on this scene to witness the salvation of God. Can I say tonight that salvation is for everyone, every man, and every woman to come to Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives. Jesus Christ offers hope to all. What is so special about this message and the duty we were given to witness of Jesus Christ? Because there is no hope anywhere else. Hope is only found in Jesus Christ. There are many out there and they are looking for a hope by way of no problems in their life. They're looking for a hope by way of financial prosperity, to have better things. And these things can be okay, they can be good, they can be desired, but there is no true hope except in the Lord Jesus Christ, He is our blessed hope. We're going to consider tonight this observer of the Christian story, Anna. A prophetess who persevered, who walked in the power of God, and who praised God for the Messiah who came to this earth. Verse 36, it says, And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Aser. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers, Night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Anna was a prophetess. This was rare and this was unusual in this day and time, not only for a prophetess, but for a prophet. There had not been a prophet in Israel for some 300 years, but we have a prophetess in the woman of Anna. She had a special place, and she had a special role. There there are occasions where we learn of the prophetess in the Old Testament. And let let me say that there are instances that you'll find in the Old Testament... Where the prophetess would take the revelation or the information to one of the male prophets, and the male prophet would make the announcement and make the proclamation uh, publicly before the people. But no doubt there was a special place for her in ministry. She was a special child of God, she was used by God. Now she wouldn't be used in any way, nor any other prophetess, in any kind of a way that would uh, be contrary to other scripture. So we know that she wouldn't be the pastor of a church, or lead a church, because Paul taught Timothy, and he wrote to him and said that he would not suffer a woman to usurp authority over the man. Some people would say, well, that was that culture. That was, that was due to circumstances in that day and time. And that argument is lost whenever Paul gives the reason for the woman not to usurp authority over the man. And that's because he goes all... It wasn't about that day and time or a situation there. Because Paul goes all the way back to the beginning when God made Adam... And when God made Eve, and Adam deliberately sinned, and Eve was deceived. And He gives that for the reason that the man is to pastor the church and lead the church. As I say that, women of God are used in amazing ways to serve the Lord. And she was no doubt one of them. She was right up there with with Deborah and, and Hannah and others, and so she was obviously a student of the Word of God. She probably taught women the Scriptures in the temple daily, as she was there daily all the time, and She ministered to the women there and prayed with them there and was used in great ways by God, encouraged them. Her hope was in God, and God greatly blessed her life and helped, used her to help others to come to hope in Jesus Christ. The 31st Psalm verse 24 says be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart all ye that hope in the lord anna was consumed with hope in this messiah for many many years that she had never seen yet. He is just now manifested in the flesh, but her hope was surely in him. And so we have here Anna, who's a prophetess, but we also consider her perseverance, if you'll look with me in the beginning of verse 30, the middle of verse 36. It says that she was of a great age. And had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years. Uh, Let's just stop right there on her perseverance from the difficulty that she had to face in life. There's much debate on Anna's age. There's much debate on the timeline of this and whether she was 84 years old or whether she was a widow of 84 years. If if she was a widow of of eighty four years, and, and this is possible, but just looking at the two things, for for A Jewish woman, to be able to enter into marriage, she could be no younger than 12 years old. She was married for seven years. So you take 84 and 12 plus the seven, and she would be 103 years old if that were the case. Or she was a total of 84 years old in her life. Whether she was 84 or 103, she suffered a great experience. In losing her husband at such a young time, we found out the same was true of Josie Richardson, her testimony that came out that that we didn't know. But this was Anna's suffering. But she persevered. And she persevered by devoting herself to God. Some people have just enough of a walk with the Lord to make them miserable. As one dry preacher used to say with that, who didn't have very much tact. But it definitely made a point. But look at Anna here. And the difficulty that she faced and she never lost hope, and we're looking at many, many years of Anna's life. An example of faithfulness and devotion to the Lord. She looked to the Messiah by faith, and she was looking for the Messiah by sight. And no doubt, she was led of the Spirit, just as we talked about Simeon being led of the Spirit to be where he was last week. There, Anna was led of the Spirit to be in that place and that time to embrace the baby Jesus. She was in the temple when Joseph and Mary had taken Jesus to present him before God. She she embraced her belief, her faith. She embraced what her faith was in. And she endured. She endured her lot in life that she had to deal with by way of her difficult circumstance, and she persevered. And she saw and And through endurance and never falling to the wayside, to the left or the right, but continuing, she saw the presentation of baby Jesus to God in the temple. Galatians 6, 9. Think about this for our lives right now. As we think about what Anna experienced after her difficulty, but staying by the stuff, if you will. It says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know, being faithful to God is not about an occasion, or an event at one time or another that we would be blessed with being a part of. Being faithful to God is about a continuous, steady walk with God, as, if, as in we were in the face of God and walking with Him daily, as Anna did. I wonder what her years consisted of. As, as she kept looking by faith to the Messiah and trusting Him through her difficulty and being used by God. I, I just wonder what transpired through her life. You know, there are a lot of churches, a lot of small country churches, and they're very precious to me. And sometimes they do not see a saved soul for Many months, maybe even some years sometimes. What a blessing it was. Glenn was just praying about a family being united with the church this morning. What a blessing that is to get to experience. Since, since late July, the blessings that we've been able to be a part of and to see here it 's been great. what about what about steady faithfulness to the Lord, even when we don 't see what God is doing there 's no spectacular event that takes place there's there 's no big hoorah, if you will, but just being steadily faithful to the Lord, I wonder what anna 's consistent walk with the Lord was like. She didn't faint. She didn't get weary in well-doing. And it's not about a certain one-time divine appointment in our life coming to pass, but this happened for Anna. That God had her at the temple whenever God in the flesh had manifested Himself on this earth and he was taken to be presented before God. And and Anna got to see that. I wonder what divine appointments God has for you and I. I wonder what He has appointed for you and I to be a part of down the road. Maybe there's the valley of difficulty. I, I just wonder what kind of mountaintop experience... God has for us. Not for us, but for Him, for His glory. I wonder what He's going to use us for. Let us not faint. Let us stay faithful. Every single one of us are able to persevere as Anna did. That's exactly what happened with her. Anna became a widow. And from what we see here, Anna never grew bitter. Her heart never hardened, which would have been easy to happen, easy to do. Married at a young age, experienced seven years of marriage, and then her husband died. And she never married again. Was it because she was calloused in her heart? That that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit Anna. What fits Anna is conviction from God upon her life. She obviously took this as this was to be a new season for her and its full devotion to God that her life belonged to God. She was committed to her husband while he was alive, and then she was committed to God after he passed. She would have obviously been a good wife to another man because death had taken place, but she seemed to take this as a sign That she was to commit herself to God. That God wanted her life for His very special purposes. The difficulty she endured, she devoted herself to God. I wonder how many women of God in difficulties she was able to encourage. That she was able to help that she was able to reach out and grab before they fell to the wayside and went on ahead and fainted over their difficulty. What a special woman of God. She clearly had a mission from God for His glory by dedicating herself to Him alone for the rest of her life. She lived a life of hope and she persevered paul writes in 1 corinthians chapter 7 and verse 8 i say therefore to the unmarried and widows It is good for them if they abide, even as I, Paul said, who was unmarried. And then in verses 29 through 35, it says, But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, and they that weep as though they wept not, and they that rejoice as though they rejoice not, and they that buy as though they possess not, and they that use this world as not abusing it, for the fashion of this world passeth away, but I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There is a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit spirit, but she that is married careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. You know, you kind of think, well, who is that? Who who really has done that? Well, Anna did that. Anna served the Lord completely without distraction. She attended unto the things of the Lord. So we see that this prophetess persevered. But let's look at her power now as well. Verse 37, middle of the verse. She departed not from the temple but served God with fasting and prayers night and day, and she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord. Let's stop right there for a minute. Anna's life was never without daily worship. Can we just stop and think about that right now? Praise the Lord that we have three services a week where we worship the Lord, at least. And so we're faithful to Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And the truth is, that's not enough. I thought about the good singing tonight already, and how it has lifted up our hearts and blessed us. We need to listen to God's music throughout the week. We need to spend time worshiping God throughout the We actually do spend time in worship. That's the design anyway. Worship is to be a way of life. Everything we do, we're to do to the glory of God. Everything we do is to be worshipped to God. This is how Anna's life was. She wasn't perfect. None of us are. But her life was never without worship on any day. Whether, you know, it says she departed not from the temple. Now, I guess you might your mind might go to thinking, well, did 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 this special woman of God have some kind of special amenities set up for her at the temple where she had living conditions there or something like that. Whatever the case, she was at worship every day, never missing a service. You know, Hannah gave her son to the Lord. Anna gave herself to the Lord. The very... Last verse of the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. The the last verse, the last verses say, And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. This is what the disciples were doing when Jesus as Jesus, when Jesus ascended to heaven. He, he gave His life on the cross, was, was buried, was raised again, was seen in a glorified body for 40 days by over 500 witnesses, and then He ascended to heaven. And the disciples worshipped Him. This is what Anna was doing before and upon Jesus' coming to earth. Jesus descended to us by miraculous birth before He ascended back to heaven. And here, Anna is worshiping. She She is worshiping the Messiah that she has known about. the the one who was presented in the temple, she had been worshiping this Messiah. Her life was all about the Messiah for many, many years. And then He came. Then He was presented in the flesh. And what did she do? She did more of the same as what she had been doing she faced her difficulty, she continued looking to her blessed hope, and there she is by divine appointment when he came the first time. Her fasting and prayers tell of her dedication and her diligence in worship. She was This Anna, when we look at her life, we see a Christian who was extremely disciplined in her walk with the Lord, in her temple worship attendance we read about. Look, that's something that many professing Christians have a great struggle with today, have always had a struggle with. And the result of that struggle is struggling for strength someone said seven days without church makes one week w-e-a-k a little spin on that that that's for free but that's a struggle there's a struggle for strength when that's a struggle what a great example that she is of her, of her disciplined life with consistency in temple worship and what it did to help her. I remember a young Christian who had, who had gone through struggles. They actually were only seeking God to help with the struggle. Then they realized they needed to be saved. And then after that, struggles continued in life. But they diligently believed that there was something down at God's house every time the doors were open that, were going to be, that was going to be a blessing to them to be able to help them. The result is no strength for the rest of life' struggles if we struggle with our discipline in being faithful to the Lord. There are always the same old things, and there are always new things that come about that present themselves as distractions to get in our way. Anna didn't have this perfect hedge about her. Anna was distracted. Anna had things that tempted her. But praise the Lord for her devotion and her perseverance as an example to us. The Bible says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually. Let's not think about this just in some kind of legalistic way about, you know, or that kind of tone about perfect attendance at church. But let us just see tonight the reality of our need to seek Him continually for the strength that we need? there's a 1 re- Chronicles 16.11 There's a reason why it says seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face continually. Here in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verse 1, it says men ought always to pray and not to faint. It's true that We always need to be in a spirit of prayer. We really do. It's a blessing when we see our weakness and we look to the Lord for His strength and He doles it out to us. And we're able to persevere, not because of us, not because of anything in the human soul, except that the Lord has come to save that human soul, and He's come to take up residence in our life, and He gives us strength. Anna's continual power in life wasn't about Anna. It came from the one she gave her full attention to, who happens to be all-powerful. Let's look at her praise in verse 38. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. You know, what we gather about Simeon, and I've already said it again tonight from last week, that it appears that he just went to the baby Jesus and, and took him in his arms. And he said, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. We see an urgency and and a rapid process with Anna here the same way. And as instant as her perception of Jesus was, that that was the baby Jesus, that that was the Messiah manifested in the flesh, as instant as that perception came, so came the praise that she gave to God. There's so much praise that is for show. Her praise came pouring out of her immediately. The Lord took care of Anna step by step through her life, she was married to God. Shelley gave a devotion to the teenage girls one time and she titled it, Let God Be Your Man. Real good points in that message. I don't know if she used Anna or not, but Anna fits that so well that God took care of her. God placed Anna before the very presence of the hope she so steadfastly walked in by placing her at the temple when this particular baby was brought into the temple and presented to God. This was no accident that she was there. A lifelong focus on the coming Messiah Her lifelong focus on Him. Her heart was fixed on Him. She talked with Him. She walked with Him. And the floodgates of gratefulness just flung open from her heart. Whenever she came into the presence of the baby Jesus and she truly gave God praise... The movement in her heart was gratefulness. And I'd like you to notice the message that she had. At the end of verse 38, we see what she spake of. She spake of Him and what it was about Him that she spake of to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Redemption is a ransom price paid. Redemption is deliverance from the penalty of sin. And Anna did not have to see the birth of the Messiah to know who He was. She did see Him, and she knew who He was, but she knew Him before He was manifested on this earth, and was brought to the temple. She already knew who He was for over three decades before He he gave His life on the cross. Here He's presented in the temple to God. One day, at a little over 33 years old, He's going to be presented on the cross for all of our sins. We've all broken God's law and Jesus paid our fine. This is the message that Anna immediately has that she goes and shares with others. For, so, what he was going to do three decades later, she knew what was coming. She knew who he was. She knew what he was going to provide for the world At Calvary that is redemption this child that was brought to the temple this day was the Messiah who came to pay our price he came to buy us out of our sin and into a glorious hope of heaven for all eternity listen to a few verses On redemption. Psalms 111 verse 9 says, He sent redemption unto His people. He hath commanded His covenant forever. Holy and reverend is His name. 130th Psalm in the 7th verse says, Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with Him is plenteous redemption. Can I give you one more? Isaiah 43, 1. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Redemption. Jesus is our redeemer. Fear fear not. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. Thou art mine. We have been bought. With a price. Jesus is Savior and Jesus is our Lord. Anna knew this. This is the message that Anna had to give. Anna spake of Him. She knew who came into the temple and she knew why He came into the temple. She knew why He came to this earth for redemption. She knew for many, many years How about that message she she just went off with? That wasn't immediate right then. She knew this for many, many years. And what did this truth do inside her? What did it do for her to have her focus fixed on the Lord? She persevered through her difficulty. She lived in the power of the One that she was in the full presence of in that moment. She had been living in His power. Therefore, real, genuine praise was given to God from her heart for her Messiah, her redemption. And she went out with the message... If, if you're looking for redemption, I just want you to know I saw Him. He's here, and, and I saw Him in fullness. I saw Him in the flesh. Your redemption is here. Again, we, we started with the miraculous birth of Jesus. Born of a virgin... Coming into Bethlehem. Fulfilling the prophecy of the Old Testament that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. And again, we end with why Jesus came. To pay our fine for breaking God's law. For everyone here tonight. For everyone listening online. Saved or unsaved, your your fine is paid for. Your sins have been paid for. Every single person. Paid in full. It is a gift from God to this world. It is the true Christmas present. And this gift is unwrapped by saving faith. Where do I get saving faith from what we've just done tonight? Shared the Word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. We hear the truth of Jesus and His salvation, that He is Redeemer, that redemption came to this earth when Jesus came to this earth in the flesh, Redemption was always here, but it manifested itself in the flesh when Jesus came. It's a gift. It's the gift from God. And and to have this gift is not just by hearing of this gift. To have this gift is not just by, by sitting in one of the Lord's churches. To have this gift is not even just to believe that it's true but to receive Jesus. To as many as received Him, to them they become the children of God. It's to trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. And the only way this can happen is by hearing the truth. And then there's God's draw on our lives those who have been saved might might think about the time that they heard the gospel of Jesus Christ maybe in church from the pulpit maybe just by a caring faithful witness on the job or somewhere else but somewhere from someone you heard about Jesus and then after we heard about Jesus then our heart was stirred our, our life became interrupted. I don't like to use the word feel too much, but what we were feeling and what we were thinking was starting to become a little different. The Bible says, No man cometh unto the Father, except that the Father draw him. you remember that day that you were drawn? you remember that maybe that time period that you were being drawn to the Lord? We heard the gospel, we were drawn, and then we were saved when we simply placed our faith in Jesus Christ to save us from our sins. Not about anything that we do or tried to do, but we simply trusted in the One who was drawing us. And we became the chosen when we chose Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. What a wonderful gift that is, to you and I. Not only that He saves us, but that He will guide every step of our lives the way He did Anna. What a a beautiful life we have pictured in Anna while we're talking about the Christmas story, while we're talking about the, the greatest thing that could ever be, and that's the birth of Jesus into this world. And we get some inspiration from Anna's life. Not to, the fall, not to fall to the wayside. Not to faint. Not to get discouraged even because we can't do some of the things we used to do. There's always something for God's people to do. It might change. It might become something different than what we used to do, but He always has something for us to do. Let us not grow weary in, well, in well-doing. Because due time is coming and we're going to be rewarded. Don't faint, children of God. Anna was looking to the Messiah and then she was looking at the Messiah. She persevered through her difficulties. The same is true for you and I. We worship the Lord for Him, for His glory, because He's worthy of it, because of His worth. But look at the blessings that come to the child of God. Think about the life that He has really set up for us to be able to live. Yes, it's in a fallen world, and yes, difficult things are coming our way, but we can always persevere in Him. And if anyone is here tonight or even listening online, you call the church and let us know what's going on in your heart and mind. But if there's anyone here tonight and, and you're not sure about the greatest gift that anyone can have, if you're not sure that you have met Jesus Christ in your heart, you can trust Him tonight coming to Jesus a sinner who died on the cross for our sins and truly trust Him. Believe in Him as your Lord and Savior. You'll never regret it. And just as we heard this morning, what wh- these things go through the mind, what are people going to think? Well, I don't know what happened to you when you got saved, but I got to a point in being convicted that I didn't care what anybody was going to think. And the Lord saved your soul, and He saved my soul, and you rejoiced within, and the people rejoiced with you. Do you know the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ? We're going to have a time of invitation, which is scriptural. It's not a show. It's a time after the Word of God that whatever's starting to settle in your heart, whatever's starting to move your heart... Act on that with the Lord. You'll never regret it. You'll never regret it. Let us pray. Father, we bow before you tonight again. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your righteousness. Lord, what a beautiful plan you had to come to us in the flesh and to satisfy yourself through your only begotten Son. To provide the perfect life that satisfied your righteousness, to provide the innocent, sinless life and death on the cross, to satisfy the justice that was required for sinners. And the only one who wasn't a sinner is the one who died for, for sin. He died in our place. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ tonight. Lord, may no one be embarrassed. May no one get distracted by the thought of someone else thinking something. If you have revealed to their heart tonight that it is actually today that is the day of salvation. And Lord, we pray that There would be one here who would profess your son Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and receive him into their heart if they do not know the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. If everyone could please stand. Page 249.